Hello everyone and welcome to the Younger Old Man Podcast. This is episode 2 and I'm your host Zach. Today I'm going to be talking about the Standing Stone Trail, which is a 84 mile trail uh, in central Pennsylvania. It is actually originally called the Link Trail because it connects the Mid-State Trail and the Tuscarora Trail. Uh, basically those trails are connected by two state parks, uh, the one state park being Cohen's Gap State Park and uh, Greenwood Furnace State Park. It actually goes a little bit past Greenwood Furnace, um, into the Alan Sager natural area. Uh, but those are kind of the main beginning and ending points. Uh, I actually started the Standing Stone Trail a year and a half ago with the intention of finishing it by the end of 2020. Um, as life tends to happen, it took longer than that. Um, 84 miles is really not that far to go. Uh, and if you break it up into, uh, maybe a, maybe one or two different, uh, overnight camping trips, you can certainly do it. Um, it just depends obviously, of course, on how many miles you're going to do per day. Um, in total, if I do the math, I believe it took me think something like five trips uh the the most recent trip i did to finish the trail um i did on saturday with a good friend of mine carl uh we did 19 or 20 miles uh to finish up the trail one section i did only seven miles at a at a shot um just because i was by myself and it was i mean i did a 15 mile day uh, but you know, if it's, if you're by yourself, you can't drop a car in one spot, uh, and get picked up in another. So I really only went seven miles that one time. I think I did something like 12 miles with a different friend of mine. Uh, and then the person I finished the trail with Carl was actually the person I did the longest section. We did just an overnight, um, little trip one weekend, actually in July, it was extremely hot. It was like 90 some degrees on the second day. It was actually, it was quite brutal to be honest. Um, normally I like to go backpacking in the fall. Uh, it's just kind of one of those things when you kind of have time free up, uh, you just got to take advantage of it. Um, so he and I did, I think something like, uh, 20 miles the first day and 18 the second day. Um, actually through the thousand steps section of the standing stone trail. Anyway, a little brief history on the Standing Stone Trail. As I mentioned, it used to be called the Link Trail. Uh, It was created in the 1970s, um, and it now is 84 miles. It used to be 68 miles long. Um, My friend Carl, who I finished the hike with on Saturday, uh, was very curious about a section that we went through. Uh, to finish the trail, we we finished up at Cohen's Gap State Park, which was really sweet because we actually were able to take advantage of the lake um, and go swimming for a little bit and cool down at the very end of the trail, which was really nice. Um, but we passed through a section uh, that was called Vanderbilt's Folly. There's this random sign there that says Vanderbilt's Folly, and we both kind of are like, well, what is Vanderbilt's Folly? And my friend Carl, being the historian that he is, uh, was very interested and wanted to know what that all meant. Me, I was like, oh, yeah, Vanderbilt's Folly, great. Yeah, it's probably a guy did something here sometime. And then I kind of just kept going. Uh, but he was really interested, so I did some brief, brief history on Vanderbilt's Folly. Uh, basically what that is, is William Vanderbilt started building a railroad to try and compete with the Pennsylvania Railroad. Uh, the project actually went bankrupt and was never completed. Parts of it became 
parts of what is now the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Uh, so there you go, Carl. There's your brief little history lesson on Vanderbilt's folly. Um, the trail encompasses a lot of logging sections that were logged out during the 30s. Um, I think even the 20s. Uh, Greenwood Furnace is obviously named because there was a furnace there. They used to make charcoal there. Um, and if, if you know anything about Pennsylvania, they were huge on logging Pennsylvania out um, in the 20s, the 30s, actually in the late 1800s as well. Um, but they kind of they kind of logged out the entire state of Pennsylvania. Uh, so if you're just about anywhere in Pennsylvania, um, there's basically essentially no old growth forest left. Uh, I, I may be incorrect about that with Allegheny National Forest. Um, I think there might be sections that weren't logged there. Uh, but as far as I remember, it's basically that the entire state was logged out at one point. Um, and people still log Pennsylvania quite heavily today. Um, I mean, I work at a cabinet shop and all of the lumber we get for the most part is from, uh, different parts of Pennsylvania, which is kind of cool because you're getting it all from the same state you work in. Um, but at the same time, it's also kind of like, oh, great. I'm just also destroying, uh, you know, the forest around me that I live in. I mean, it's obviously not right next to me, but it might as well be. Um, so yeah, I finished the Standing Stone Trail, uh, which was just really nice for me in the first place because, I mean, I, I wanted to pick a hiking project that was a longer trail that was one that I couldn't finish in just one day, um, just because I'm really excited to one day try and do um, a really long trail, something like the Pacific Crest Trail uh, or the Continental Divide Trail. Um, the Appalachian Trail is kind of like what I grew up backpacking on. Um, and I think that's kind of what led me to really be interested in hiking and backpacking later on, uh, thanks to my dad and uh, a couple of my uncles and my cousin and my sister. Um, that's kind of what we did. And those are just really fond memories of being on the Appalachian Trail and uh, learning how to backpack and how to carry everything yourself and, you know, using what you have on your back. Uh, it was kind of fun as a kid because my uncles took it upon themselves to turn backpacking trips into a competition of what crazy thing you could cook while using a backpacking stove. Um, I distinctly remember my uncle one time making, or uh, he made pizza and he made brownies with a camping stove that he packed on his back. Now, granted, these weren't extremely long trips. So, I mean, you could carry extreme weights because it was like two or three day trips, but it was to me impressive at the time. I mean, still impressive to me now, like, you know, you're baking pizza uh, on the Appalachian Trail, which was really awesome. Anyway, um, so yeah, I wanted to pick a trail. I wanted to pick something that was relatively close, kind of in my backyard, just because uh, not having a ton of time to do an extended trail. Um, but also just realizing that we kind of live in a world anymore where the sky is the limit to where you can travel to. But I think a lot of people kind of miss out on like what's what's in their backyard. Um, I think every single time I've moved. Um, I've always looked back and gone, wow, I never went to see X, Y, or Z, or I never did this, or I never did that. I mean, I lived in Colorado for nine years, and I can think of at least 12 things I should have done there that I never did. Um, part of that was just because I was a kid and doing lots of silly things like drinking and wasting time like that instead of, you know, exploring the beautiful world that's around there. But um, I find that it's really easy to always long for what's not next to you. Always long for, you know, oh, there's that crazy trip. Oh, I could climb Everest. Oh, I could do this. I could do that. 
yes, that's cool. And if you want to do that, certainly go ahead. But like, look around you, there's probably some really cool stuff, even I mean, in in random places that you wouldn't even think uh, had something to offer. Um, I was delighted by the fact that the Standing Stone Trail, the Greenwood Furnace is like 15 minutes from my house. Um, So I'm very blessed to have that really close. Um, And that's why I decided to start Standing Stone Trail. I was like, oh, it's very, um, it's something that's very doable. It's something that's very, uh, I don't want to say easy to accomplish, but easy to accomplish in the sense that like, you know, it's pretty standard terrain for Pennsylvania. Um, and with it being 84 miles, you can break that up into, you know, not that many day hikes or uh, a couple overnighters. Um, and then you're done. Uh, I would have obviously liked to have just done it all in one shot. Um, but that requires some time off that it's a little bit harder for me to get at this point in time. Um, so I finished the standing stone trail and it felt good to just kind of like knock one trail entirely off of a list. Um, again, it's just this little trail in the middle of central PA, nothing really that special in terms of, um, you know, renown, I guess, but it's just kind of a cool thing to do that's nearby. Um, I think if I had a next project to do, I would say that I'm probably looking towards the Midstate Trail, uh, which I believe is 300 some miles uh, and goes through central Pennsylvania as well. I can get on the Midstate. Uh, the Standing Stone actually ends at the Midstate Trail, um, but I can get on the Midstate Trail within 15, 20 minutes of my house. Um, but it actually goes from uh, the border of well, the the bottom of Pennsylvania to the top, it goes uh, south north through Pennsylvania, through central Pennsylvania. Um, so 300 some miles there. Um, I would like to take longer section, like longer chunks of time uh, to do that trail. Uh, just because, you know, like day trips here and there, driving long distances just to hike 20 miles a day is like kind of a whole process. I mean, the the whole thing with dropping a car here, dropping a car there is just like a whole added thing to any sort of hike or trip you wanted. I mean, rafting, kayaking, it's always the same thing. It's like, okay, we'll got to park the car here, unload the stuff here, then park this car here, then get going. Then um, the logistics are always something in and of themselves, even just for like a 20 mile day hike. It's just added time. Um, but yeah, I think the Mid-State Trail will be probably my next project. Uh, and actually, I'll be backpacking on the Midstate Trail uh, with a couple friends of mine uh, come October. Actually, in three weeks, I'll be doing a three-day trip on that. So that'll actually uh, knock out some of the miles on that. So I'm really excited to get going on that. Um, but a, a question that my friend Carl brought up while we were hiking uh, on Saturday was just kind of this idea of, like, why do we even like hiking? Uh, and it was kind of a question that I didn't really know how to answer. Cause I just, I, I enjoy hiking so much. I enjoy running so much. I enjoy exercise so much that I don't really actually think of why I like doing these things. I just enjoy them and go, Oh, something I like to do. I'm just going to go do that thing I like to do. Um, but it was actually a really good question that I've kind of been pondering for the past few days. Um, Carl was kind of talking about for him, it's like this idea of, creating a challenge, something like a large amount of miles in a shorter period of time so that you can go, oh, okay, that was challenging, but like, I know my body can handle that. And I think there's certainly some of that in there for me. Uh, But I think more than that is just kind of this thing where I personally love just moving. 
like physically moving all the time. I don't like to sit down. Um, everyone who knows me knows that I can't stop moving. Um, and if I had to blame anyone, I would blame my dad for that because when, whenever somebody says that about me, I'm like, you should meet my dad. <laughs> if you go on vacation with him, he will have an itinerary from the second you wake up to the second you go to bed. Uh, I used, when I used to visit him uh, a couple years ago, I went on a, I went to visit him when I was living in Colorado and he was living in Connecticut. And I recall going, oh, this is going to be great. It's Connecticut in the fall. I haven't seen deciduous trees change their leaves. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be this whole thing. And it's going to be, you know, just kind of relaxing and time off from work and all this. And he lived right on the Long Island Sound at the time. And so he has, he had paddle boards, he had kayaks, and he likes to do open water swimming. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. We'll kayak, we'll do all this stuff. Well, we, we did do all that stuff, but like we knocked out every single activity within like three hours of being there the the morning after I flew in. It was like, okay, now we're going to go kayaking. Okay, now we're going to go paddle boarding. Okay, now we're going to, I'm like, dad, I don't, I don't like exercise this much by myself. I don't, like, I'm, I'm tired now. <laughs> I just got here. I'm ready to go back to bed. Um, so yeah, he's, he's definitely probably the inspiration to never stop moving, which works out for me because I I don't really know how to live any other way now. Um, but I think that's certainly part of the hiking thing is just, I like to move, but going further into that is just kind of this idea of like, when I think of exercise, I work out or run every other day. Uh, it's usually like a workout with, you know, some sort of, um, some sort of circuit workout. And then the next day is run. Uh, I don't work out as long as I used to. I don't run as many miles as I used to just with two kids. I just don't have the time. I mean, my wife would probably let me do it, but I would feel far too guilty to just go as far as like I normally would. Uh, like before kids, I couldn't really do that. It doesn't seem fair. Um, but anyway, so I, I'm used to doing that, but I think the stuff I like to do most is running and hiking. And I mean, I mountain bike, I like kayaking, I like all sorts of things, but running and hiking, if I think about it, are probably my favorite things to do, uh, just cause it's so, it's simple, it's straightforward. There's, you know, it's just, I mean, if you go with someone, you're talking to the other person a lot and that's nice. Um, but if you're by yourself, it's just meditative. You're, I mean, you're thinking about things, but you're really not thinking about them. Um, you know, if you're running, you don't really have time to think about all the bullshit that gets in your head throughout the day on like a, a you know, a weekly basis. Um, and it's kind of the same thing with hiking. You're just, it's left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. Uh, you're enjoying nature all around you. You're, you're, and usually I'm by myself in terms of there's not a ton of other hikers around or there's like nobody else running on a, a track with me. It's usually myself. So it's just kind of like you kind of are reminded of in a beautiful way, how insignificant you are. And I just think that's awesome. It's just like, Oh, it's just kind of me in the woods. And you know, there's, there's not all this extra input coming in. That's just nonsense. That doesn't really matter that, you know, like if you go to work and you're having a bad day, like none of that stuff at work actually matters. It's it's all just stuff that you create in your head to be bothered by. 
or it's stuff that other people think matters that really in the long run doesn't. There's just so much stuff that we like put so much emphasis on and and put so much energy towards that's just like so far beyond what I think the point of being here is in the first place. It's just like there's so many better things to do. Um, and so hiking, especially cause you're, you're in the woods is just like, you, you're kind of face to face with that. There's no, there's nothing to distract you. I mean, other than your own thoughts, I guess. Uh, but I kind of like to let that go. It, I like to get out of my head that way. I'm not thinking about anything. Um, it, again, it's just left foot, right foot. It's simple. It's straightforward. You get from point A to point B. And for that period of time, uh, you're, you're free. I mean, if that's really what I, if I think about it, like for that period of time when you're running, when you're hiking, you're free. You're not thinking about, at least I'm not when I do these things, you're not thinking about bills. You're not thinking about responsibilities. You're not thinking about all that other stuff. That stuff can all wait till when you get back because the reality is you can't deal with that stuff when you're there anyway. Uh, I think we have this tendency as humans to like, if we worry about something, we worry about it and like, oh, my worry is going to make this better. Well, actually, it's not. It's like you got to go deal with that when you're done doing what you're doing now. So if you're sitting there worrying about X, Y, or Z, it, it's just a waste of your time. You can't actually do anything about it right then. Um, or like the concept of just like being angry rather than being productive. Just like, I, I mean, again, I work in a cabinet shop. If I were to cut my thumb off with a table saw, my thumb goes flying. I can get really angry about it and freaked out. Um, and that's, you know, obviously probably the normal response. And that might make you feel better, like help be a coping mechanism. But if you do that, it doesn't fix your thumb. You got to go find your thumb and go to the emergency room. I mean, it's it's very simple and straightforward as a process, like looking at it objectively. Uh, but when you're in the moment, you don't think about that. Um, you just, you just get mad at something. I mean, that's a very severe example, but it's, it's the same thing goes for anything in life. So with hiking, running, uh, exercise like that for me, that's just, that's demanding physically and meditative in its nature. It's just kind of like, you don't, you don't, you you aren't even thinking about those things. You aren't even worrying about things. And that's a, it's kind of forces you to realize that like, you can't do anything about all those other things you might worry about. So you might as well enjoy where you are then. Um, enjoy that moment that you're in, enjoy that hike, enjoy that, uh, you know, every left, right foot, you know, left foot, right foot, uh, kind of motion, just that rhythm that, you know, that you get into that you don't, think about all the other stuff that's going on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think those are, that's probably the main reason why I like things like hiking. And I really do like the physical challenge. Um, every, most people around me will tell me that I'm a masochist. I certainly am. Um, I, I love to make things harder than they need to be when it comes to like a physical challenge, like take whatever seems hard and then add something more challenging on top of it. And I'm game. Like make it so you get to the point where you're like, I don't really know if I can do this. I don't really know if I can. And then to my friend Carl's point, like then when you do it, then it is really cool to know, oh yeah, I actually can do X, Y, or Z. Um, so just like, it, it's like an experimentation process. Throw your body to the wolves, see if you'll, see if you'll make it out. Um, and that's kind of the way I look at these, these, these physical challenges. Um, because depending on depending on at least what you 
set ahead of you for your goal for hiking for the day. Um, I mean, 20 miles in a day is certainly very doable. You talk to any like through hiker on like those longer trails, like the Appalachian trail or the continental divide trail. I mean, they're doing thirties or whatever else. And they have, you know, 40 pounds of weight on their back. So those are people that, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's a Tuesday for them. Um, but I like for me as a weekend warrior at this point in time, like 20 miles in a day is very doable for me, but it's also like, you know, you got to put, you got to work at it a little bit. Um, so I think in the future it might be fun to try a goal of like, let's see if I can do like 25 or 30 in a day. Uh, because if through hikers can do it, um, with all that weight on their back, there's no reason that I, with my day pack can't, you know, knock out 30 miles in a day. Um, so I think maybe when I go towards the midstate trail, that might be one of my goals is to knock out 30. I think that'll be one of those things where someone else has to pick me up though. Cause, um, I can only really think of a couple people who would want to do 30 miles in a day with me. My friend Carl probably would, but he would probably yell at me throughout, throughout the day. Um, his brother is a freak and would probably love the idea of that. Uh, he'd be like, no, let's do 40. Um, (laughs) so that would be pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's why I like things like hiking. It's why I like things like running. Um, it's a challenge, but it's, it's, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of escapism. Uh, you could look at it that way, but it's just a removal from all the stuff that you think that matters that just doesn't just cause life is just really not personal at all. Uh, like all the, all the things you build up in your head, like how could, you know, why is this or why is that to me, me, me? And it's like, you know, the world really doesn't care about you that much. And it's not like a bad thing. Like that's, that's just a good thing. You know, um, we tell ourselves we're important and I mean, you are to the people around you and like, you know, I was trying to say, get rid of your value, but like you just, in the grand scheme of the entire universe, you're really unimportant. And it's just a beautiful thing to be reminded of that. And I think things like hiking, uh, physical challenges as well as like really challenging runs, um, certainly tell you that and remind you that. And of course, just the beauty of nature in and of itself reminds you of that, you know, um, you, you, you see birds, you see, uh, you know, deer running through the woods and all this stuff. And it's like, they, they're not thinking about you. I mean, maybe in that moment they're noticing you, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like when you back, when you're back to work on Monday, they're not thinking about you at all. Um, it's just like painting that picture of, it's just a much larger world, uh, than you tell yourself on a daily basis, or at least I think the average person does. Uh, so I think that's really why I like hiking. It's why I'm going to keep hiking. Um, and that's probably why I'm going to start the Mid-State Trail next. Uh, not positive of how far I'm going to get, um, by the end of 2021, um, considering it took me a year and a half to do an 84 mile trail and the Mid-State Trail is 300 some miles. Uh, but very excited to do that. Very stoked to have at least one full trail that's longer than a day trip under my belt. That feels really cool. Uh, just kind of gives you a sense of accomplishment and just kind of helps me, um, you know, is, is another thing that I I think it's important to set goals for yourself and set ones that are very attainable at first and then go, Oh yeah, I can do that. And if I can do that, then I can do this. If I can do this then I can do that. It's just, it's just this chain of like, keep setting the bar higher, keep setting the bar higher, keep setting the bar higher. Because it's like, if you can prove to yourself that you can complete something, you can keep trying and keep challenging yourself. 
Um, it's just kind of like developing a new habit when people are like, oh, I'm really out of shape. I need to get to the gym. And they think that they're going to go to the gym seven days in a row and eat nothing but kale chips and I don't know, pumpkin seeds. It's like, okay, maybe how about you try going to the gym or how about you try going for a jog three days a week and you shoot for running one mile or something like that. Start there. Do that for two weeks. Did you do that for two weeks consistently? Great. Now you have a habit built. Now you know that you can do that. Now maybe do four or five days a week and maybe start your kale smoothies. Uh, but yeah, just proving to yourself, setting realistic goals so that you can actually realize, oh, I can do this, then I can do that. Um, and then you just realize that the possibilities are endless and that, I mean, you can do anything you want to do. The only thing standing in your way is, is you. It's all, it's 100% in your head. It's just a game, uh, entirely in your head. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you want to do next? I'm going to go, I'm going to go start the mid-state trail next. I think that's what I'm going to do, uh, in terms of hiking at least. So thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. Uh, hope to have some more, uh, exciting things for you next week. Probably gonna, um, go get my tree stand ready for archery season here in Pennsylvania. It kicks off in about a week and a half. Uh, so very excited for that. Um, I teased something last time about the chickens. I didn't get around to the chickens at all. I had, uh, some family visit on Sunday, which was really exciting. Um, so anything else I, I had planned kind of went out the window, but for a beautiful, beautiful reason. Anyway, that is the end of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And I hope to, uh, have you guys listen once again next week.